Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And today we're going to talk about one trick that you can use to turn your rejections into job offers. So here's the thing about rejection. It sucks. Nobody likes it. And we tend to have a mental stigma against it, right? When we get rejected, we tend to think, well, that's the end of the line. You know, I'm just going to cut comms with this company because if they rejected me, they clearly didn't want me and I don't want to seem desperate. And on the flip side, why would anybody at this company that rejected me want to talk to somebody that they rejected? So we tend to kind of create this barrier and we shut this team and these people out that we've spent a lot of time talking with, right, through the interview process, through the application process. And that's actually a really damaging move because we've already invested a lot into this team, right? We've applied, they've read our resume, we've sat down and had essentially 20, 30, 60 plus minute conversations with a number of people there. And that is one step towards building a relationship, right? You know, when we talk about our relationship building strategies, we talk about building them up in layers and we talk about digging deep to understand these people's challenges and their goals and their initiatives. And that's essentially what an interview is, right? So whether or not you get the job, whether or not you get the offer, you get rejected, You've invested time connecting with these people. They know who you are. There's a little bit of a rapport there. So if we just let that fall by the wayside, all that time is effectively wasted. Whereas if we flip that on its head and we say, look, even though I didn't get this job, I built a really, really good relationship with this person who works at my dream company, who works in my dream industry, who has a lot of cool stuff going on. I want to keep them in my meaningful network. Even if I never get a job on their team in the future, having more people like this person in my network is only going to benefit me. And that approach allows us to build relationships, maintain relationships, continue relationships with people who are working at these dream companies. And you never know what that can lead to. See, what tends to happen is only one person gets hired for a job, right? So if you get rejected, That doesn't mean the company didn't like you. That doesn't mean the company thought you weren't a good fit. That doesn't mean the company thought you didn't have the right experience. In most cases, it typically means that somebody else just edged you out in some way. Maybe they had a little bit more specific experience. Maybe they just had, you know, one thing that was a better fit for the team, whatever it is. You are probably number two or number three on that list, especially as you get deeper into the rounds of interviews. So if another role opens up, if another opportunity comes about, that person's already been hired, that slots you into the number one position, right? But if you don't have those relationships uh, still warm and you're not continuing them, you're basically out of the running. You're relying on them to come back to you and say, oh, you know, remember that other person that we interviewed? Well, maybe we should reach out to them. And that gives up a lot of control. So here's what we're going to do instead. If you've been rejected for an interview or a job, uh, or if this happens to you in the future, here's what I want you to do. Instead of totally cutting ties with everybody on the team, I want you to first send a thank you note to everybody on the team. I hope that you asked for all their email addresses. I hope you got all their email addresses. Um, But if not, you can use a tool like mailscoop.io or you can use LinkedIn to message them. But essentially what we're going to do is one, congratulate them on the hire. 
two, thank them for their time, and then three, ask them if it'd be okay to stay in touch. So we might say something like, hey, Austin, I just got the news that you all made a final decision for so-and-so role. You know, I wasn't the one who was chosen, but I'm so excited for you all. I know how hard the hiring process can be. I know how tough the decision can be, especially because you can only choose one person. And so I just wanted to congratulate you on making that decision. And I'm really excited to see where the team goes in the future. I also wanted to thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I really enjoyed our conversations, especially around X, Y, and Z specific pieces of information or specific things. If it's okay with you, I'd love to keep in touch. And if that is all right, would it be best to email you here? Is there another email address or is LinkedIn good for you? What's the best way? What's the easiest way to stay in touch? So you say something along those lines. And what that's demonstrating is one, you're excited For them, they made this hire and you're supporting them in that. And most candidates aren't going to do that, right? So that's immediately setting you apart. Two, you're showing them that you really enjoy talking to them and you have specific reasons to back that up. That's going to make them feel good and that's going to create the basis for continuing the relationship. And then three, you're just asking them if you can continue the relationship and where it'd be easiest to get in touch with them. And not everybody's going to bite on this, and that's totally okay, same as any email or outreach strategy, Uh, but a couple of people will. And so your job then in the future is to basically make a note in your calendar. Every couple of weeks is fine, you know, every three to four weeks, and brainstorm ways to stay in touch with this person based on the information you have. So maybe that's brainstorming some ideas for a challenge they have. Maybe that's making a mutual, mutually beneficial introduction to somebody in your network who you know may be able to help them. Maybe that's just sharing more information about a, a common topic, right? Maybe you know that they were traveling to X place for their honeymoon and you'd been there. So you send some recommendations or maybe you're both super into meditation and you share a podcast that you listen to about it. Anything along those lines is going to be great. It doesn't have to be super formal. Um, it can be very casual, but keeping that relationship going, keeping that relationship warm is going to ben- benefit you in so many ways, right? Yes, you may get the job offer down the road if a role opens up, but even if you don't, you have this person who's, again, working at your dream company, in your dream role, in your dream industry, who knows other people who are doing the same thing. This person may be in- able to introduce you to people in their network and siphon you into new opportunities elsewhere, but at the very least, they can be a mentor, they can be a friend, they can be somebody for you to bounce ideas off of. And you've probably heard, you know, you're the average of the people you spend the most time with. By adding more people that you look up to in your network, that's going to elevate you as well. So this tactic is exactly how I landed my job at Microsoft. You know, both at Google and Microsoft and a lot of the other places I applied, I was rejected many, many times before I finally got in the door. I think I was rejected by Google about 10 times. I think Microsoft was four or five times before I got in the door. But specifically with Microsoft, what happened was a recruiter reached out to me and he found my LinkedIn profile and asked if I would be interested in a role they had open. And I said that I was. So I started preparing and I created a value validation project and I showed up and I went through about two rounds. And it turns out they gave the offer to somebody who was already internal. They already worked at Microsoft. And I get that, right? You know, there's a shorter ramp up period. They already have the tribal knowledge and all that good stuff. So I did the same thing. I sent a thank you note to everybody I interacted with and I made a specific note in my calendar to follow up with everybody. 
Well, lo and behold, two months later, another role opened up and I was able to tap into the people that I had already interviewed with and they got me right in the door for it. I was essentially referred into this role by the very people who interviewed me for the role I was rejected for. And I ended up getting that offer and then spent, you know, five plus years at Microsoft. So I didn't give up on these relationships. I didn't give up on these contacts just because I was rejected. Instead, I took the rejection in stride. I showed my support for them and the team and I kept the relationship warm. So if you take that approach, when you get rejected uh, in the future for whatever jobs you're going for, I promise you, you're going to add more people to your network, you're going to create more opportunities for yourself. And you're just going to generally feel better about the entire process. So that's it for today. But I hope that you truly internalize this message of not taking the first no or even the second no as a final decision, you know, especially in cases where the decision is made by a group of people instead of one individual. There are many people who may have thought that you were the best fit or the best candidate and their decision was simply overruled. But tapping into those people and their knowledge is going to be what accelerates your growth in the future. So as always, I appreciate you all listening. I hope the information is helpful. And if you feel compelled to, uh, reviews, ratings really help this podcast. They push us up the charts. They help other people find this advice. Leaving one in Apple or Spotify or anywhere you listen uh, is always greatly appreciated. Either way, I hope you're having a great week and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast.